0: everybody it's your old pal the ox king and i'm the closest thing this show has to santa claus so i just wanted to stop in here and wish everybody a merry christmas from rock the dragon podcast hey chi chi make sure you put goten's presents under the tree (laughs) and here's everyone's greatest christmas wish your host tim bridgewater (laughs) hey merry christmas everybody thank you ox king merry christmas to you and yours tell Chi and little goten i said hello uh tell goku to take a break from training for one minute to come home and spend some time with his family it's that time of year if you don't happen to celebrate christmas hey happy holidays to you happy whatever it is you celebrate to you hope everybody's having a great time welcome to this special bonus uh, Christmas Eve episode of Rock the Dragon, at Dragon Ball Super podcast. Like the man said, of course, I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. I host two other podcasts, one of those being A, Geekly Dose, B, Republic City Report, Legend of Korra podcast. <laughs> Make sure you check both of those out, uh, Stitcher.com as well as iTunes. Uh, yeah, so this is something that i kind of been talking about, you know, for a couple episodes now. I'll let you guys know I'm going to do a bonus Christmas episode. I thought it'd be a cool idea. I obviously did. Uh, One for Halloween where I reviewed uh, season two of Stranger Things, you know, was something that I kind of thought of at the last minute. Um, So I don't you know, maybe we'll make some sort of a tradition out of that. So in the spirit of the holidays and and, and, and Christmas, this is my gift to you all a bonus episode of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy it. Of course, one of you will win an actual physical gift (laughs) uh, because we're going to announce the winner of our giveaway. Today on this episode Uh, Just a little reminder uh, Someone will be winning a Goku Spirit Bomb Lamp As well as a Rock the Dragon Podcast T-Shirt Um, you know, it was a simple little giveaway. It wasn't, you know, you didn't have to leave me a review or anything like that. It was pretty simple. You go to the Facebook page, you find the post, you like the post, you share the post, you like the page. Now, a good bit of you did that, but this is something that I talked about on previous episodes. Uh, some of you did it, but you didn't like the page or some of you did it, but you didn't share the post publicly. I can see a total number of the amount of shares that the post got, but I cannot see everyone's individual posts because of the privacy settings. Okay, so if you are someone who shared the post, but you didn't do it publicly, then I can't see your post. And I'm sorry to say that you didn't qualify because I can't see it. (laughs) If I can't see it, then I don't know what your name is. So I can't enter you into the drawing. Now, hopefully that is clear to everyone from now on. So of the over 30 shares or so that it got there's only sort of a handful of people who people's posts i was actually able to see so i'm only going to choose from that group because that's all i can do (laughs) so i'm sorry if you entered but i couldn't see your post i mean you have to do it publicly that is that is you know that's just part of the rules you know in order for me to be able to see your post uh from a public page You know, it has to be public because Facebook's rules in terms of public pages and things like that and what they're allowed to share and post and see from other people is very limited. You know, and it's you. It makes sense because they don't want people, you know, random businesses to be able to constantly track what you're doing and and, and contact you. if You don't want to be contacted and all that. So a lot of the restrictions are kind of tough. So but some of you did it right because I did see some of them there. So I will announce a winner in a little bit from that group. So uh, thank you to everyone who entered in that. And thank you for everyone who liked the page. I hope you guys stick around. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, this is a nice, once again, nice little bonus episode. After this one, we will be on break for just, a you know, about two weeks or so as we go on through the new year. And we will be back uh, with a brand new episode of Dragon Ball Super on January 6th. And as always, you can expect the corresponding podcast episode to be somewhere around the 7th or the 8th, you know, depending on what my schedule is like. But yeah, so this is a bonus episode for you guys. I hope you enjoy this. Okay, so one of the things that I was kind of asking about as far as this episode, because once again, we don't have an episode of Dragon Ball Super to talk about, (laughs) okay? So I was pretty much just taking requests over on the Facebook page, through email, through messaging. If there was something in particular you want to hear me talk about on this episode, give me your suggestions. I did get a few suggestions and I'm just going to try to pretty much squeeze all of those in. So in a little bit, in a minute, we are going to talk about uh, Justice League. Uh, I had a listener who wanted to just be curious about my thoughts about Justice League. I actually did see Justice League. I won't go into too much detail, you know, because it's, this is still mostly a Dragon Ball podcast, but I did want to open up to everything. So I will talk about my opinions on that. Uh, also, a, a, a topic that came up several times was Dragon Ball Evolution. OK, obviously, that is a, a those are two words that we don't say together <laughs> very much for good reason, but I'm going to go into a little bit of that and let you guys know about my opinions of that film, because obviously as a massive Dragon Ball fan, I was definitely around when it came out. I definitely saw it in theater, etc., but we'll get into that in a little bit. And as a part of a bigger conversation about that, uh, once again, Fox, the um, the major uh, television studio, television and movie studio, was just recently purchased by Disney. So Um, There is reason to believe that Dragon Ball Evolution, uh, in terms of the movie rights, the live action movie rights were still owned by Fox. And if that is true, then that would mean that Disney now has those rights. So we can talk about the potentials of what that could mean if that is, in fact, true. So before we get into all of that, um, what are you saying? We've had, we do have a few messages for this week, so once again, for our segment, uh, send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com, as well as uh, facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. Any questions, comments, concerns about Dragon Ball or anything related to that? I want to start off here with a message from a brand new listener here named Josh. Uh, Josh, welcome very much. Josh sent me a message, and this is what it said. Hello, I have only just started watching Dragon Ball Super. I am really enjoying it. It took me forever to find a podcast that reviewed each episode. I finally found yours, and I really appreciate your insight. You oftentimes pick up on things that I missed. Keep up the good work, Josh. Thank you so much. Once again, always nice to hear from brand new people uh, because it's it's always nice to know that there are new people coming along and that you got, and that you are enjoying the show. Josh, if you if Josh, if you have not had an opportunity yet, I'm not sure how you what uh outlet you use to listen to the show but obviously i always welcome reviews over on itunes i kind of push people over there because well you can't leave a review on google play or tune in and stitcher just kind of sucks so (laughs) if you happen to want to share that information with with the, the general public uh make sure you leave me a review on itunes i much appreciate that josh and welcome aboard um yeah i think you'll uh have a good time here also have a message here from ryan ryan i actually missed you i was supposed to read your message on the previous episode my bad but i told you i'd get to it and we'll get to it right now ryan says do you think the destroyer tournament arc would have worked better as a movie i much prefer the battle of gods and resurrection f movies to the dragon ball super arcs that redid them not only did the movies have better pacing they had far far better animation okay good question So, do I think the Destroyer tournament would have worked better as a movie? Um, you know, it's hard to say whether or not it would have worked better. I do think it would have been entertaining. I mean, especially if we're going to base it on what we saw of Resurrection F and Battle of Gods. Uh, Not that I was crazy about either of those movies. And I think I talked about this in episode zero of the podcast a little bit. But there's no question. There's no questioning the animation uh, superiority that those movies had. So, I would I would be happy to see any of this stuff made into a movie form if it means that it gets the same budget and care put into it as those two movies did, you know, because I would love to see a version of the Destroyer tournament animated as well as those movies were. Now, with that being said, I don't think the Destroyer tournament was bad at all. I think I've mentioned that in previous episodes. I actually kind of like the Destroyer tournament. I mean, it was um, I mean, once again, it was kind of weird because a lot of the in terms of the stakes uh the stakes didn't feel like they were that serious right it it didn't really feel like anyone was really going to die or that the earth was actually in any real danger and etc so i just kind of had to disconnect from it and said hey it just feels more like a interesting way to introduce new characters and see some good fights you know and i think that's what we got from that i think had they made a movie version of that they probably would have had to up the stakes a little bit which would have meant changing the story a little bit right because Let's be honest, in these movies, the world itself has to be in danger to some extent. And yeah, I mean, there was a possibility that Universe 7's Earth would have been transferred to Universe 6. But at the time, that didn't seem like that bad of a deal. (laughs) So I I feel like had they done a movie version, they would have had to change the stakes and maybe make them a little more drastic. But at the same time, the Destroyer arc, uh, tournament arc, does kind of lend itself to being uh, something that could be a good movie Uh, because for one thing I mean we got new characters we pretty much had a beginning middle and end to it because it was a tournament Uh, most of it took place in one location so it kind of would have made a good movie now will it have worked better I I don't know because once again I, I kind of liked it the way that it was so it's kind of hard to say I do feel like had they done a movie version of it then maybe you know flashing back to Gohan on planet Earth or something would have helped kind of break that up a little bit because I'd imagine if we just sat for an hour and a half or so, I mean, these movies are never that long, but let's say, you know, we sat for an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes or something like that, watching a movie based on that tournament, then it would get a little bit, you know, boring to look at after a while, seeing the exact same locations and stuff like that. So I think they would have had to cut to gohan and maybe there would have been another threat on earth that gohan himself would have been responsible for handling or something like that so yeah i'm very interested to see what could have come of a movie version of this but do i think it would have worked better not necessarily Uh, but i would like to have seen it for all the reasons you listed here so for sure thanks for writing me ryan as always one more message here from dispo (laughs) If you've been listening to this uh, podcast for a while, you know that I have a listener named Dispo and we kind of had a little bit of back and forth debating stuff for a little bit. That's in the past for sure. Dispo is one of my my faithful listeners now, which I obviously appreciate Uh, you giving me a chance there. And Dispo wrote in and he just wanted to say a few words, says, hey, Tim, I think it's easier than sending an email. I think this is easier than sending an email. You said a while back you wanted feedback on doing the previews, and I don't think you should. I think what sets you apart from any other DBS podcast is that for me personally, you're fun to listen to and you obviously have a talent for talking and being interesting. Most other podcasts. um, Wait, sorry. Um, Most other podcasts out there are up to date with the Japanese version and people are basically listening for the spoilers. What you are doing is completely different. You take each episode and do a deep dive into what's going on. Plus, you're easy to listen to. You're doing a great job, and I really hope you stick with it. You have become my favorite podcast. I can't wait to listen to some of your takes on what's coming up in the series. Your fan, Dispo. Wow. Now, I told, you know, I sent a message back to Dispo, and I kind of said, you know, I I kind of said some of the same things here, but. I'm honored, man. Like, I'm super honored that you not only stuck with the podcast because I know in the beginning you weren't as big of a fan. Obviously, that's changed now so much to where you even went back and changed your review. Uh, All I can say is I'm grateful. I'm grateful for all my listeners and for anybody who takes time out of their week to want to come and listen to me run my mouth (laughs) for, you know, almost an hour every week. So if you guys are getting some pleasure out of this, I appreciate it. I do it for you. Thanks so much for saying the kind words. Thank you for I'm honored to be your favorite podcast. I've had one or two people tell me that so far and I mean I don't I don't know what else to say. I mean it's just it's 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 why I do this, you know what I mean? So that that means so much. Thank you so much for being a fan. Uh happy holidays to you and your family. Now, amongst these messages, Dispo was also the one that suggested that I talk about Justice League a little bit, so I'm going to do that. You also made a suggestion of that I talk about uh, there, there's a new Dragon Ball movie that is, uh, I'm not sure if it's rumored or confirmed to be coming out in 2018 um, I did do a little bit of research on that but this be, I'm going to be honest with you it was very, it's, it's very tricky for me to google anything related to Dragon Ball Super <laughs> because as you know there are spoilers everywhere so I, I just didn't want to risk seeing something that I shouldn't um, you, you said here from your message that the movie is supposed to be about the origins of Saiyan power. So with without me knowing anything beyond that, I can tell you this. I'm always down to see a Dragon Ball movie, especially one that shows us something that we don't know already. So if they want to show us the origins of Saiyan power for some, I don't think anyone's actually asking for that. <laughs> I mean, is anybody asking for the origins of the Saiyan power? I mean, I think if I've always kind of thought I understood Saiyan power and the way that works, but I mean, if they if there's a new story out there that they can tell that's intriguing and that makes sense and I guess maybe answers some questions that some of us may or may not have had, then hell, why not? I mean, it sounds cool to me. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that they're kind of getting to this point now to where they're starting to make movies and stuff again, because I, I like most of the Dragon Ball Z movies that I saw. Um, i can't think of one that i just didn't like so i think as long as they're able to keep telling stories here especially if they can tell us something new once again then i'd always be down but i don't know much more than that for the risk of being spoiled so i'm not going to really go too much into that Uh, but once again if you have any questions comments or anything send me an email Uh, what are you saying rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast And now, for the moment that all you guys have been waiting for, it's time to announce the winner of our latest giveaway, Christmas giveaway. Uh, Once again, the winner here will receive a Goku Spirit Bomb lamp, as well as a Rock the Dragon podcast t-shirt, which I have gotten a little bit of interest in uh, just making more t-shirts and selling those. I've gotten a couple people that have contacted me about that and said they'd be interested in that. Once again, if that's something you'd like to see, let me know uh i think i'm going to try to make that happen for you guys so somewhere in between now and january 6th make sure you keep your eyes on the facebook page if i have a chance i'll try to figure out some kind of way to set something up so if any of you other you if any of you other guys want to uh, to pick up a t-shirt then you'll have that option as well as i don't know maybe something else too i don't know uh if you have any ideas or suggestions as always let me know But uh, just as far as the process here of choosing a winner, if you if you watch the video from the previous giveaway that I did, you already know what I did. Right. It's just a matter of going through looking at all the people that did all three. Okay, you have to do all three. You have to like the post. You have to share the post. You have to uh, also like the Facebook page. And so the post itself had almost 40 shares. But by the time I actually eliminated all the people that didn't do all three, (laughs) there weren't many of you guys left. I think I ended up with about eight or nine people out of all those that actually technically qualify for this giveaway. Now, I will say this. The name that I'm about to call for the winner was not the first name that came up. Once again, watch the old video that I posted from the previous giveaway. Uh, It's just a random name generator. Okay, put all the names of all the people in a box on this website and click a button and it randomly picks one. And the actual first name that came up, which I'm not going to say what it is, because that would that wouldn't be fair. <laughs> but uh, I the I went to verify that you did all three things and, and you didn't and see that. And that sucks because, you know, I, I would love to give it to you. And honestly, when I saw this name and I realized this person hadn't liked the page, I I, I was confused because I've, this is someone that I know for a fact listens to the podcast. And I know for a fact That they support the podcast, and I've talked to them before, and they've been relatively active. But you did not like the page. Now, here's what I want to say, because a lot of you guys probably, some of you guys, I I mentioned this before, that the page has more follows than it has likes. Okay, so that means that some of you guys have are following the page, but you haven't liked it. Okay. now, I, I'm not going to sit up here and pretend to know exactly what the difference is. But all I know is that this is about likes, OK, because I think at the end of the day, that's what th- that's the number that Facebook really kind of cares about. Right. So you need to make sure you all have liked the page also, because if you're just following it, that means you'll see my posts. But you you haven't liked it, you know, and I, it sucks, but I, I had to eliminate that person because they didn't like the page and they did everything else but I had to do that because it's, it's not fair to you guys who have liked the page and have done everything else so I had to pick again these kinds of things happen right you have to kind of eliminate the people that didn't necessarily follow the instructions and I sound like a, a teacher when I say that shit but <laughs> I'm just trying to be fair here okay so the winner the person who did all three and has won a Goku Spirit Bomb Lamp as well as the Rock Dragon t-shirt is Jamie Moholland. okay? So, Jamie, send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com to claim your prize. Jamie, um, you have been around for a while. Uh, I don't think we've actually spoken before, but you always like the posts and everything. So I definitely uh, am familiar with your name and it's always good to see uh, a winner who has been around for a while so between you and justin the winner of the last giveaway i'm really happy with the results of who won here because you know ultimately you want you want you want to sort of reward the people that have been sticking around for a while so i'm glad to see that another another faithful listener will be taking home uh, taking away uh a gift from this giveaway so once again send me an email jamie moholland Congratulations! You're you're the winner. So email me and we'll we'll make that happen for you. Okay. All right. Now, I'm sure some of you will be tuning out right about now, (laughs) but for the rest of you, (laughs) my regular listeners, uh, we're gonna get into this a little bit. So this is just once again bonus Christmas Eve episode of the podcast. You know, kind of free form, kind of loose. Not too. I'm not gonna be too sort of. you know sort of rigid on how i approach this i'm just going to kind of talk now once again one the first thing i'm going to talk about here is justice league okay so this was a suggestion that i got uh, i don't know how many of you guys out there are fans of of, of these superhero movies uh, obviously it's probably a good bit of you because well you're you're a geek and most geeks you know we like all sorts of stuff so it's not just dragon ball it kind of branches out beyond that anyone who's been listening to geekly dose my old podcast you know that that was something we talked about on there regularly we talked about superhero movies and comic books and all that kind of stuff all that stuff is important to me as well um so it's kind of i I think it's kind of cool to kind of jump into this a little bit now i'll just kind of start by saying this um you know i'm I'm one of those people that i my excitement for the dc movie universe kind of died a long time ago (laughs) okay um I, I have seen all the movies i'm not gonna pretend like i've you know i've seen them all um i was very excited for man of steel when it was announced uh i remember when the trailer came out for that i think we talked about it on the episode of geekly dose i was super excited you know new rebooted universe uh christopher nolan's batman universe pretty much wiped out of continuity we got that it was a standalone thing great i i very much enjoyed that trilogy Um, more so the first two movies, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises wasn't the greatest, okay? I also did a a full-length review of that over on Geekly Dose, if you feel like going back to look that up, Uh, because a lot of this stuff is kind of covered on Geekly Dose, because that's, we talked about everything over there, unlike here where this is mostly Dragon Ball stuff, obviously. But I was excited at the idea, you know, I, it, especially after the Dark Knight Rises ended, I said, you know what? OK, that's enough. We've had <laughs> I, I'm, I'm ready to see a new Batman now. I'm ready to see a new uh, universe where these uh, characters can all come together and kind of coexist. And I knew that in order for that to happen, they would have to reboot this thing to some extent because Christopher Nolan's Batman universe was so grounded to the point where it would have been very hard, not impossible, but very hard to see uh, Superman being introduced into that world. I think most people would agree with that. So we all kind of knew at some point they want to reboot this thing if they really wanted to try to catch up with Marvel and do sort of a shared universe sort of a thing. Uh, so when they announced Man of Steel to, for everyone, that was kind of a breath of a fresh air and said, OK, here we go. We're going to here we go. They're going to try to do this thing. And this is going to be the first piece of this puzzle. So Man of Steel comes out um, and I I, it was okay. It was it really was okay. There's an episode of Geekly Dose where we didn't we didn't do a full review of Man of Steel, but the short version of my opinions of that is that I enjoyed Man of Steel. I saw it twice in the theater. The very first time I saw it was in 3D, which was a mistake. OK, <laughs> anybody who's been following Tim Bridgewater for a while, you know, I'm not a big fan of 3D. I just I, sometimes I feel like it, it's more inter, it, it, it's more distracting than it is, than it uh, actually helps. But that's only with certain films. I mean, there's some there's some films where it's very much it very much enhances the experience. But And those are usually films that are made uh, with 3D in mind, meaning from the beginning. The the shots are constructed and everything like that to lend itself well to 3d but there's also a post-conversion process where films that weren't even meant to be in 3d at all they can make them 3d after the fact those are usually not the best examples of 3d uh right off the top of my head i don't remember if that applied to manner still or not but the first time i saw it was in 3d the second time i saw it was in 2d i enjoyed it much more the second time that i saw it um but with that being said, it still was a little bit underwhelming for me. So I don't want to go into too much. This is about Justice League. So I don't want to talk too much about that. But just know that, you know, it's just not the Superman that I was looking for or hoping for. But at least after that movie was over, there was hopes for me that it would get better in the next movie. Right. Because that movie was kind of a Superman origin story. And at the very end of it, he became Clark Kent, Daily Planet, you know, the, the whole, you know, so I'm like, OK, Well, in the next movie, he'll be that Superman that we kind of want. Um, So, yeah, but then, you know, things change. All of a sudden, there's no longer going to be a Man of Steel 2. DC has gotten to the point, DC Warner Brothers have gotten to the point where they're trying to rush this process so much to the point where they want to catch up with Marvel that they start skipping ahead and jumping the gun, right? So then we just say, forget Man of Steel 2, we want Batman, we're going to bring Batman in immediately, okay? They cast Ben Affleck as Batman you know, just to throw this out there, I never had a problem with the casting of Ben Affleck. I was actually one of the people that defended the casting early on. Okay. Uh, And, and it seems like most people have taken to Ben Affleck as Batman. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So then we get Batman versus Superman. Once again, underwhelming, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't, I could be skipping something. I forget which one happened first. Was it Batman V Superman or suicide squad? I forget, but basically, BVS was just not. It just wasn't. Okay. I mean, I don't <laughs> read the reviews. I, you know, I, I tend to agree with most of the sort of reviews on that film. Is that it, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible by any means, but it just wasn't very good. Okay. It just wasn't. It didn't. It didn't do anything to to make me more excited about this universe. I thought it was super weird that they were already kind of shoehorning Batman into a movie when we had just we hadn't even gotten to know Superman yet, and then we're getting a brand new Batman out of nowhere. And we're not going to get an origin story of this Batman because, well, let's be honest, we don't need one. But at the same time, that kind of hurt, uh, at least for me, the experience of getting a new Batman because I didn't know anything about him. I mean, I, you know, I, yeah, I know Bruce Wayne's story, but it's not the exact same because this is a Bruce Wayne who apparently has already been around in Gotham City fighting crime for 20 years. Which we haven't seen any of that stuff. <laughs> so they're just kind of pretending like Batman's been around the whole time. The whole thing was just kind of handled very poorly, in my opinion. Okay, and then we get Suicide Squad. Okay, you know, exciting concept. Don't get me wrong, you know, we haven't really seen many movies like this where they take a group, especially superhero comic book movies, where they take uh, characters that are essentially bad guys and then, you know, do like a team up and make the movie around them and maybe make them into anti heroes as opposed to just being bad guys so i thought it was i said okay why not the the joker going to be in it we got a brand new joker there uh there was definitely we finally get harley quinn on the big screen the, the big screen which is something that people have been wanting for years why not let's all get excited the previews look cool all that movie comes out uh it's not that good you know it's just not i mean these are these movies so so at this point we have three movies that have been mediocre at best and that that's this is my opinion. It's very obviously it's a very sensitive subject for people. <laughs> um so but that's just my opinion, you know I, I you know I I just haven't been very excited about these movies because every time I've been getting burned every time, you know, and let's not even bring up Green Lantern from years ago, even though that doesn't have anything to do with this continuity of the DC movie universe. It's just it doesn't help with the track record that these that this company has for making these movies. I mean, really, the Christopher Nolan movies and the early Superman movies, the Christopher Reeve ones are kind of the only real and just really parts one and two of that. (laughs) Even after part two, those got bad. So it's just not it's just not a good history here. And it seems like not much has changed even since then. Uh, and of course, you know, the the really the shining light slash saving grace of all of this, of course, is Wonder Woman, which I also saw in the theater. And I enjoyed. I mean, it seems to be sort of universally accepted that Wonder Woman uh, was the best movie out of all these that have come out so far. Um, does that mean it was great and flawless? Of course not. Not at all. I mean, I, I there's very many problems I have with Wonder Woman, but I can honestly say that I really did enjoy it more than I enjoyed the other films and that so that pretty much brings us to justice league now once again you know there's a huge leap here because we go from getting batman to wonder woman to getting everybody and by everybody that also includes cyborg of course aquaman flash um so you know these kinds of movies just don't have a good a good track record when it comes to introducing several new characters all of a sudden at one time in one movie Uh, Marvel didn't do it that way. They had, they had a plan out in advance. They released one movie per character and then they brought them all together. Uh, I, I I think some people think WBDC didn't have the luxury of doing that. I disagree. I think they did have the opportunity to do that, but they just want, they didn't feel like being patient. They wanted to rush it. Whoever's working at WBDC now wants to be the ones to reap the benefits of the rewards. So they want to get to the big money as fast as possible. And I, you know, I think that that at the end of the day, that's pretty much what happened there. Uh, And because of that, all this stuff, I feel like it was rushed. Now, uh, not only that, I'm a big fan of the DC television uh, shows. Okay, I watched Flash, Supergirl, uh, Arrow. Uh, I did watch Legends of Tomorrow for season one and then I just kind of fell out of it. But I still (laughs) I definitely watch the other three and I've watched them all since the beginning. Uh, So, you know, it's just even more reason for me to be more skeptical of the new uh, direction these movies are going in, getting a brand new Flash, one that I'm not familiar with. Meanwhile, I've gotten two, three seasons worth of uh, Grant Gustin as Barry Allen on TV that I've fallen in love with. And that's not to say the Flash on TV show doesn't have its hit or misses. I mean, it's not always great either, but I've spent so much more time with that version of the character that it's going to be a little bit hard for me to accept a brand new one anyway, especially in a situation where he's just kind of shoehorned into Justice League and shoehorned into Batman versus Superman, which they were also uh, a part of. So just to kind of get to the point here, uh, I, I didn't really care for Justice League. I mean, I, I went to see it and, and, and I feel there's, there's a part of me that feels ashamed <laughs> because. I think one thing that we we keep showing WBDC, and this is why they feel like they they can keep putting out these shitty movies, is that no matter what they put out, we're gonna go see it, and I and 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 that that sucks, like I, I'm embarrassed to say that. I mean, you know, because once again, they have made one good movie, in my opinion, out of what is it four or five, and I mean like. And I'm still going to go see the next one when it comes out, too, because I'm curious. Right. I grew up with these characters, these comic book worlds. I want to experience this stuff on the big screen and live action. So I'm going to go watch it. Um, But I'm not going to pretend like I'm excited about it. And I'm not going to pretend like Justice League was a a good movie. It wasn't. Uh, There was definitely some enjoyable moments in there. Uh, there's some things that I that I like to see that that happened. But that's kind of that, that kind of sums up these movies. You know, I feel like these movies, for the most part, it's just some fancy stuff happening in front of my face when I'm in the theater and I walk out and I don't even think about it beyond that. I don't I don't leave the theater thinking, you know, man, how did this movie Uh, affect my day or does it does it change my perspective on anything did i learn anything new from watching this movie do i do i question anything differently did i experience anything i haven't experienced before do i have a feeling that i haven't had in a while or a long time from watching these movies and the answer is no that has not happened with any of these dc movies yet with the exception of wonder woman okay in some ways because that broke Uh, all sorts of ground in a lot of new ways. But I can't say that Justice League has done anything that Avengers didn't do before and hadn't. And frankly, they did it better, you know. Uh, And I know that's probably weird for some people to hear. Obviously, Avengers Age of Ultron was not the greatest movie. Uh, Even the first one doesn't hold up quite as well as it used to if you rewatch it now. But... um, You know, one thing I can say is that I cared about those characters. I cared about what they did. I was invested in them. You know, I get I got excited to see them all come together because I had gotten to know them individually. And that's just not what happened here with Justice League. So you you can't just throw these characters on the screen, call them Arthur Curry and and, and make him swim. And I'm supposed to believe that it's Aquaman. Like I can't. That's not enough for me. I'm not. That's not that's not going to get me excited about Aquaman. Now, I know he's got his own movie coming and Flash has got his own movie coming. And Cyborg's got his own movie coming. But I mean, hell, why did you have to rush Justice League? Because it just it wasn't necessary. I mean, it's just to, to try to force them all together wasn't necessary. I mean, we had a Batman that we barely knew. And then we had these other characters that are brand new. The only one we spent any real time with was Wonder Woman and Superman. But. You know, they bring him back to life, obviously, in this movie, which wasn't a big secret to anybody, I don't think. (laughs) I don't think anyone actually thought Superman was dead, but he comes back in not the best way. I mean, you have all of this meaty sort of source material that you can pull from in terms of the death and return of Superman. And he pretty much ignored all of that. You know, he kind of comes back and 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 it's just I I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. The sequence where he where they were trying to take him down was probably one of the better parts of the movie. Okay where flash is running and 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 kal-el can actually see him run that's one of the highlights of the movie i mean but that that's how you know this wasn't a great movie because whenever you hear people talk about it positively people go to the exact same three or four scenes over and over again and if that's all you can go to then you know that it was just about spectacle it was just about the visuals which has never been bad the visuals for the most part have not been bad in these movies. Now, yeah, we got an all-CG villain, who, gosh, was pretty disposable, as far as I'm concerned. I don't think my my problem with him was that he was CG. I mean, I think it is possible to have a CG villain, but still make that character compelling and believable, and they just didn't really do that. (laughs) Because, I mean, if you look at the trailer for Infinity War now with Thanos, I mean, Thanos is completely CG, but that is some incredible-looking CG. And not only that, you have Josh Brolin doing motion capture under there to bring that performance to life with Steppenwolf. I don't I don't want to sit here and say that there was no motion capture. I don't know if there was or not. I didn't care enough to look, but it just didn't seem like it was. It seemed like a completely CG creature. And they just got a guy who's a really good voice actor uh, to do the voice. And, you know, it's just hard to resonate now. You know, this is a new world. You can't just get away with making these movies just for the sake of making them. You can't just slap characters on the screen and tell me that these people are who you say they are and I'm supposed to believe it. I'm sorry, especially not me, because not only am I a geek, but I'm also a student of film. I am also a filmmaker. So I, I when I view these movies, it's not just as a fan anymore. It's also as someone who has taken an interest and, and dedicated a part of his life to sort of pursuing this kind of stuff. So I can't just look at it from a geek standpoint I have to look at it from a filmmaking standpoint, which is what I think gives me an interesting perspective. Um, but for that, you know, for that reason, I just didn't really like Justice League. I mean, I, I liked some of the things they did in terms of um, obviously the effects and some of the character moments and some of the stuff. And, and don't get me wrong. I realized there was a lot of behind the scenes sort of trouble here with this film in terms of uh, Zack Snyder uh, having a, you know, suffering from a terrible, tragic loss that. uh made him have to leave the director chair and then we got Joss Whedon in there and it just kind of feels like two different movies in a way and at the end of the day I think they just kind of pasted together the best of Zack's film and the best of, of, of Joss's film and put him in one movie and and this is what we got and uh you know for the life of me I I couldn't stop staring at Superman's fucking upper lip throughout most of the film <laughs> and you know I once again, I'm an editor. That's what I do for a living. You know, I'm a video. I am a video editor. So my eyes are very much trained to catch that kind of stuff. And whereas for general audiences probably wouldn't have bothered them very much. But for me, every time he came on screen, that was all I saw. And the last thing you want is your audience to be distracted from what is going on in the scene by something like that. And I just don't understand. You know, I mean, I get it. OK, he was he was under contract for Mission Impossible, so he, he couldn't cut his mustache off. Uh, but someone was being very petty in that situation. <laughs> you know, I don't you know, come on, let the guy shave his mustache off, put a fake mustache on. Let's get let's get the show on the road. Meanwhile, we got this distracting Superman upper lip throughout most of the movie. Um, so I, I don't want to go into too much detail about it I, Dispo, I think you were just asking for my sort of general thoughts on it uh, my general thoughts is that I didn't like it and, and, and I didn't, I haven't been excited about any of these DC movies because they have not given me a reason to be excited about it and I'm still not excited about it I don't know what's coming up next uh, but I mean, hopefully, hopefully at some point, you know, there's a change here for the better, because I think because I know I know these characters deserve better than what we've been getting. And it's not that I want them to necessarily be as uh, bright and shiny as the Marvel characters are, because I get it. These are two different universes and it's OK for DC to be a little more dark, uh, if not for any other reason other than they have Batman in the universe. And they also want to be able to differentiate themselves from marvel a little bit more so that's okay all i want is a good movie i want a good well thought out movie where you're not trying to force all this different stuff into one film if you look at the differences between wonder woman and all the other movies for the most part that's that's one of the main sort of things you know we just got to focus on her we weren't worried about setting up other films other universes etc OK, so, I mean, it's just I think it comes down to that. Um, OK, so, man. All right. <laughs> I'm going I'm to leave that alone for now and we're just going to transition over. And we're going to get into this Disney Dragon Ball Evolution Fox sort of a conversation here. Um, Dragon Ball Evolution. OK. Ooh, man. <laughs> if you guys have been around as long as I have, then you know that this is a very, very sensitive subject for Dragon Ball fans. Um, I'll say this and be completely honest here. I was one of the uh, people who very much defended that film uh, in the beginning before I saw it. Okay, now I need to say that because that's very important to remember. (laughs) I am no longer defending this movie, but I was one of those people that I was so excited for a live action Dragon Ball movie that I just wanted it to be good. I just was, I was just being so optimistic about it. I wanted it to be good. I followed the development all from the moment they s- talked about it until the day they wrapped shooting. I was one of those people who was always looking at the behind the scenes stuff and, and following the casting information uh, and just and everything. And and don't get me wrong. There were definitely some red flags that popped up in there. Okay. Like for instance, I and, and I didn't rewatch the movie. Okay. It's just. I didn't want to have to put myself through that to talk about this. So I'll just talk about it as best as I can from memory. But in terms of the budget, I, we knew from the beginning, this film was not going to get the budget that it needed to have in order to be able to do this world justice. So once I once again, being able to understand these kinds of things from a filmmaking standpoint um, makes it easier for you to kind of be like, OK, now my expectations have just gone by down by a lot. You know, because now I know Dragon Ball and this is just me. I don't remember what the budget was, but let's just say, for example, the budget was 30 million. Uh, As someone with experience in this field, I know that it takes way more than that to to be able to do a really good Dragon Ball movie. So I know that it's not getting that budget. So immediately my expectations are lowered. But that doesn't mean that I'm expecting it to be bad. That just means that, okay, I know that they're not going to be able to do everything in this movie that I would like to see them do hopefully what they do is still cool so that was sort of my thought process going into this whole Dragon Ball evolution thing but yeah I followed it from the start you know and, and when they cast Justin Chapman as Goku and then uh we got Chi Chi and Yamcha and everyone like that in there I mean, I thought I thought the casting choices as far as I could tell were okay um it, it was obviously very very sensitive subject on the topic of whether or not Goku should be Uh, a white guy or an asian actor um i ultimately didn't care about that i'll be honest with you i mean i think it could have gone either way and i would have been fine with it because whereas of course obviously goku is a japanese character no one's denying that um he he just doesn't look japanese you know what i mean like it's just he's just not designed in that way I mean, he very much has his skin tone doesn't really reflect that. So, you know, I, I, you know, I I don't know exactly what Akira Toriyama intended for this, but the reason why I say it could be either is because, well, ultimately, Goku is an alien. And well, I mean, you know, I don't know if aliens have a race. (laughs) Okay, so it but once again, being able to view it from a filmmaking standpoint, unfortunately, we still live in a country where uh most people want to see a caucasian actor in a lead role in movies in order for them to make money that's just sad fact but that's just kind of how it is so as you know from that perspective i can see why they made him white because the movie pro- the movie may have made even less money had they had an asian actor because unfortunately that's just the country we live in you know and it sucks But I can understand from a business standpoint why they would have felt like, okay, well, it's a better idea to just make him white. Um, So. But it was I mean, the movie was terrible. I mean, obviously, I mean, I think (laughs) I think we all could agree on that. I mean, I even after I saw it in the theater, I even convinced myself for a week or two that I liked it. Uh, But then the more I thought about it, I was just like, no, it's a terrible film, you know, And, and it's and I bought it on DVD. When it came out, you're probably thinking, why? Well, it's just, you know, not every movie that you buy has to be good. You can buy terrible movies, too. You know, like ask all the people that own the room. OK, there's there's something to appreciate about terrible movies because it it teaches you what's wrong with a movie. And for someone like me, who's an aspiring filmmaker, sort of screenwriter, it's important to know where movies suck and why they suck. And it's a good example to watch a movie like that and be able to kind of pick it apart and say, okay, this is where things went wrong. Obviously, Dragon Ball is a hard sale in general, you know? I mean, just think about the crazy stuff that has just happened just in Super so far with all the universes And the in the kai's and the gods and the talking animals and the futuristic cities and all the power levels and the dragon balls and the wishes and all that i mean just think about all that stuff and then try to sell all of that to a general audience who's never seen it before it's tough it's tough so then you have to ask yourself a question you know am i making this movie for the fans Or am I making this movie for general audiences or hopefully both? And I think that's where the problem comes in at, because you didn't they didn't have enough of a budget to make a film that would please the fans, at least not entirely. But they did have enough money to try to make a movie that could possibly be just Dragon Ball enough to get people to get fans in there, but mostly get new audiences because let's be honest you know if if you want to have a successful movie you cannot just think about the fans and as fans it hurts us to say that and hear that but it's true you know you have to sort of design your films to be able to be viewed by more than just the fan base if you want to make money and ultimately that's what these companies do their businesses it's their job to make money they have employees. People have to get paid. <laughs> People got bills to pay. They have to make money. They can't just think about the fans. Uh, so let's just say, for example, they did have one hundred and thirty million and they made this incredible, super accurate Dragon Ball fan. But in only a uh, Dragon Ball movie, but then only the fans went to see it. There's not enough of us for them to make back their one hundred and thirty million. Plus, you know, they have to make at least twice that for a movie to be considered, you know, a hit. So. Uh, so it's very tricky and they definitely had, a you know, their work cut out for them. And sadly, they failed. But as I told many other people who had a problem with the movie from the beginning is that it's not going to affect anything for me. You know, it's not going to, quote unquote, ruin my childhood. And it didn't. And it didn't for you guys either. I mean, think about it. That movie came out. It was terrible. And now we never have to talk about it again. But we still have Dragon Ball. We still have Dragon Ball Z. We still have Dragon Ball Super. Hell, we can go watch those whenever we feel like it. So I feel like even though it was a complete fail, uh, I appreciate the fact that they did it. I appreciate the fact that they gave it a shot, you know, because, you know, we could be living in a world where no one cared enough about Dragon Ball to even try to make a movie out of it. So it was a fail and it turned out really badly uh, without getting into too much more detail than that. Um, But, yeah, obviously it just wasn't very good. Okay. So this kind of transitions into the uh, once again Disney just purchased Fox okay and at the 20th century Fox was the company that put together Dragon Ball Evolution and obviously they only did that because they were in danger of losing the rights okay and that's another thing <laughs> that is just the worst recipe for to make a movie under the worst conditions to make a movie under is that oh we need to hurry up and make this movie because if we don't we'll lose the film rights and that's what happened okay now, The question is, do they still have the film rights? Because usually the way these things work is that if you don't make a new movie within a certain amount of time, the rights revert back to the previous owners. Okay, unless you work out some sort of special deal or something like that. So I don't I can't say beyond a shadow of a doubt that Fox still even had the rights to Dragon Ball. But if they did, then that would mean that Disney now has the rights. Now, does that mean Disney is going to once again, that's if they have the rights, this everything I say from this point on is assuming that they have the rights. Okay. does that mean that they're going to even care? They may not. They could let Dragon Ball sit on a shelf forever and say, forget it. Uh, But then there's also a slight possibility that when they go through the archives of everything they just bought and they start looking for properties with potential, which is something they will definitely do that someone would, would write a check by dragon ball because obviously dragon ball has proven itself to be a popular um sort of um ip in the united states as well as the rest of the world so it makes perfect sense to me um does that mean it'll happen no now let's talk about the potential of it happening do i think that would be a good idea hell yes i would love to see a disney uh owned Dragon Ball film come out okay and I know when people think about Disney they immediately jump to you know little frolicking sort of characters in the woods and lots of musicals and singing and stuff but that's that we're not talking about that okay (laughs) if anything I feel like Disney has proven by buying Marvel Studios as well as Lucasfilm with the Star Wars films is that they are very good at mining their own business okay i don't they haven't had much of an influence on these marvel films they haven't gone in there and, and watered anything down remember you know watch the netflix marvel shows there's still cussing there's still blood there's still sex all this kind of shit going on in there and marvel t- and disney technically owns all that but there's there, disney's a company there's there's a reason why they're one of the biggest companies on the planet is that they know when to not overstep their boundaries or at least they've gotten better at that. So do I think a Disney-owned Dragon Ball movie would hurt Dragon Ball in any way? Absolutely not. I think one of the things that they know is that, okay, we're just gonna put our power behind this, we're gonna put our muscle behind this, but we're not gonna mess with something that works. And I and, and I think, you know, we've kind of seen that with Marvel films and obviously with the Star Wars films, whether you like or dislike Episodes uh, seven and eight, you know, that's uh, for you to decide. But that was less of a, a Disney sort of push and more of just like, you know, I think Kathleen Kennedy is the, the president of Lucasfilm. Uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, that's besides the point. If there's any company out there that has the power to make a legit, accurate, not maybe not 100 percent accurate. Now, remember, Disney's going to want to make their money back here. So they, they may change some things to make it more general audience friendly. OK, but if there's any company that has the ability to pull that off, it's Disney. OK, they, they have the proven track record, you know, Pixar. I mean, just imagine everything they've done with Pixar animation wise and and of course everything they've done live action wise. I mean, they've got a new Lion King movie coming out where, you know, the, we, we will have talking animals and things like that. So, I mean. I think they did a jungle book uh, a couple years ago. Maybe not. I mean, they've obviously done one. I don't I don't know if they were the ones responsible for the recent live action jungle book. Maybe they were. I'm not sure. But we know that they're more than capable of doing something like that. So imagine a Disney film that was approached from the start like that. A little boy in the woods in the jungle. That's Goku. You know, that's Goku all the way, you know. And if they were to get the. Uh, the right talent behind this thing, it could be an epic film. I think a Dragon Ball deserves an epic approach. You have to treat it like an epic film. You can't treat it like an anime that only certain people watch because that's how it will come across in the marketing. You know, we all saw what happened with Ghost in the Shell, right? I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, let's let's treat this thing like it's an, like a regular epic Disney film that you're making, but it just happens to be called Dragon Ball. And it also, don't get me wrong, it's, it is Dragon Ball, but from a marketing perspective, you don't want to market it in such a way where you feel like you have to have watched this anime or read this manga in order to be able to get into it. You have to shape it in such a way where you think, you know. if you've never heard of it, you know that you're going in the theater to watch the story of a little boy with extraordinary powers who goes on these adventures. With that being said, I think if they do it, they should definitely start with Dragon Ball, you know, as opposed to jumping directly to Dragon Ball Z, they should start with Dragon Ball. Now, had this been another company, maybe like Universal or, you know, something like that, I probably would have been saying, hey, you know what? Make the first 15 minutes of the movie Dragon Ball and then jump into Dragon Ball Z. Find a way to make them both into one movie. But with Disney, you know, One of their biggest things is their ability to appeal to kids. And you already have a child protagonist and little Goku. You know, he doesn't have to be like six or seven. I mean, he can be like 10 or 11 or something like that. Because you imagine an epic epic adventure film about a little kid in the forest who has a tail and he has a a staff and he flies on a cloud. I mean, it it sounds exactly like the type of thing (laughs) that Disney could do very well and then once you get that dragon ball movie out and it proves itself successful because you treat it like a property that you actually care about and you you know the mythology is there and you make an entertaining epic adventure film out of it you've got people on board so now when you want to shift over to dragon ball z you already have that established fan base that'll be more accepting of more of the crazier things that kind of come on later. Yeah, and they'll be more open to some of the more violent sort of things that happen too. Um, but either way, regardless, it's gotta be treated in a very epic sort of a way. You know, Dragon Ball Evolution was proof that if you do not have belief and faith in a project, then it will, your product will show that and your, even the diehard fans did not want to see that movie. <laughs> I mean, when I went to see Dragon Ball Evolution, it was playing in the tiniest theater in the entire freaking building, you know. And when I went and this was opening night, you know, <laughs> this was the day it came out. And in the, the theater, I went into barely had anybody in it. And that's sad. And it hurt my heart to see that, you know. But I mean, people knew the fans knew they knew it was going to be shit and it was shit. So, um, Here's to hoping that, you know, if Disney does have the ability that they do something super cool with this property um, because it deserves it, you know, it deserves it. Okay. So I think that kind of takes care of most of my thoughts on all that. I hope you guys kind of found something in there that you liked and that you enjoyed. As always, you can give me your thoughts and opinions. Uh, Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, leave me a review on itunes you can also uh, of course head over to the facebook page uh, facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast congratulations once again to the winner of the giveaway jamie Mulholland. Uh don't forget to email me uh, and we will converse over there and we'll see about the best way to get you your prize uh, your prize is once again goku spear bomb lamp as well as a rock the dragon t-shirt make sure you let me know what size t-shirt you want and all that kind of stuff in the email as well uh, so i think that about does it guys we're going to have a break here for about two weeks uh, i hope you guys have a great christmas of something that you celebrate i hope you have a great fantastic new year uh, be safe everybody have a good time i will see you somewhere around the second week of january until then make sure you keep your eyes on the facebook page doesn't mean I'm just going to stop posting stuff. (laughs) So make sure you go over there so you can be a part of this conversation that's building. So until next time, guys, until 2018, I am Tim Bridgewater and I will see you next time.